Welcome to another episode of Poetry Says, everybody. I'm Alice. I have to tell you something about the way that these episodes get recorded. Usually when I record on my own, I get quite nervous before I have to sit down and speak into a mic with no one around me. And usually some kind of minor disaster happens Uh, Usually I spill my tea on the desk or something and just then I have this fantastic new mic stand and this great new mic and I was just setting it up, getting it in what I thought would be just the right place and it just fell off wholesale onto the ground. Um, So look, if you're ever thinking, wow, Alice sounds so calm and collected, uh, just remember that I've just been cleaning up a spill or doing some repair work over here. But yeah, that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about Auden. That's right. I really don't know that much about Auden. Um, No more than your average poetry reader who's read a few poems here and there. So, but look, let's skip over the whole, ah, do I have any authority to talk about him thing? Let's just skip all that. But I want to talk about Auden specifically because I want to talk about a poem that I have been trying to write for maybe four years now. It's got bits in it that are possibly older than that as well. Yeah, so I started writing this poem a long, long time ago after watching a documentary that I dug up on YouTube that's called WH Auden, Tell Me the Truth About Love. It's a very earnest, very British documentary about Auden's life. And it talks specifically about his Berlin journal. This is a journal that he kept while he was living in Berlin. And it includes these lists of names. The Berlin journal, just an ordinary notebook, was lying on the floor of his cottage at Christchurch. It wasn't in any way concealed or locked up in a drawer. And one had the impression that he probably meant it to be found. Why had he not got rid of it long before? It was something that would shock people. And he rather liked shocking people. This was a sort of Parthian shot, a last thing after his death. List of boys he had had in Berlin, you see. So there's a shot of this list in the documentary itself. And on the page you can see written, 1922, Robert, 15. 1933, Gerhardt, 1926, Michael, 19, and 1939, Chester, 32. Now, Gerhardt from 1933 has a big line drawn through it. That's interesting already. The ages are interesting. I'm wondering whether, is, is, are 15, 19, and 32, are they Auden's ages or are they the ages of the people that he is writing down and his list. Um, Yeah, so that list alone raised so many questions for me. And I thought it was really, really fascinating. And then the documentary introduces this quote, which has stuck with me for years and years and made me want to write a poem and uh, probably stifled the poem because I had so many thoughts about it and I couldn't quite, I suppose, do justice to what I thought this quote was saying. So the quote is from his Berlin Journal, 1929 Berlin Journal, and he says, 
When someone begins to lose the glamour they had for us on our first meeting them, we tell ourselves that we have been deceived, that our fantasy cast a halo over them, which they are unworthy to bear. It is always possible, however, that the reverse is the case, that our disappointment is due to a failure of our own sensibility, which lacks the strength to maintain itself at the acuteness with which it began. People may really be what we first thought them, and what we subsequently think of as a disappointing reality, the person obscured by the staleness of our senses. I love that so much. People may really be what we first thought them. And that was the line that I wanted to use in the epigraph of this poem that I've been writing for four years called The Berlin Journal. Um, Yeah, and I've got two drafts up here, both of which have been looked at by beautiful, wonderful friends of mine, poets themselves. You know, they've spent time reading this work and commenting on it very thoughtfully and yeah every time I go to work on this thing it just it just falls apart and I think for me at least and I wonder if this is also the case for you for anyone who goes to write something make something with a very fixed idea in their mind it really can stifle you it can really make it very difficult because You know exactly the feeling you want to capture. You know exactly what you want to say. But God knows you can't ever reach it, right? And so you're just constantly looking at this thing going, yeah, but that's not it. That's not it. And it's never going to measure up to your initial initial impression of the idea. But I'm still just... I'm so fascinated by this idea of a Berlin journal. And I think in the documentary, there is this mention of the fact that when Auden died, the journal was by his bed and he'd actually left it face up and open, almost as if to say, here you go, (laughs) this is it, you know, in case you were wondering, this this is kind of what I've been up to. And... Yeah, I think that's that's really, really interesting because Auden, Auden was born in 1907 and he died in 1973. What an interesting period of time for a gay man to be living in the world, right? You kind of see this change, this shift, maybe just beginning, maybe like little snatches of it here and there, but it's yeah, I don't know, was it enough to convince him? Was that the reason that he left the Berlin Journal open by his bed? There's this beautiful quote actually in uh, E.M. Forster's novel Maurice as well. He wrote that book basically in secret and it's his, it's it's intensely beautiful book, um, which is essentially, you know, it's a gay love story. And uh, Forster says in the, in the very back of the book, he's got notes about the novel that he wrote when he kind of bound up the manuscript and handed it over and said, here, do with this what you will after I'm dead, he says. Um, Homosexuality. Note in conclusion on a word hitherto unmentioned. Since Maurice was written, there has been a change in the public attitude here. The change from ignorance and terror to familiarity and contempt. I had supposed that knowledge would bring understanding. We had not realized that what the public really loathes in homosexuality is not the thing itself, but having to think about it. 
If it could be slipped into our midst unnoticed or legalized overnight by a decree in small print, there would be few protests. Unfortunately, it can only be legalized by parliament, and members of parliament are obliged to think or appear to think. Uh, he's, a, he's a very funny guy. He's Forster. I think he's hilarious. Um, very biting yeah, so I think about I think about men like Forster and Auden um, and and their particular lifespans and the the moment at which they the the degree to which they got to see um, progress advance, I suppose. So that's something I'm trying to get at. You know, that's just a small issue I'm trying to deal with in this poem, which is less than a page long. Um, and yeah, I'm so interested in these names. Who is Robert? Who is Gerhardt? And what did he do? Who is Michael? And what did Auden think of those people when he first met them? That's another little aspect of it that I'm trying to get at. And I'm really interested in his life in Berlin. So he obviously, he wrote this journal when he was in Berlin. So he must have had, you know, a fairly... Um, free time there he was free to pursue this side of his life and recorded it so I thought look if I can't conquer this poem and I may not be able to it may have to be one of those ones that is left behind I thought at least I can talk to you about those ideas and maybe you'll find them interesting as well I just I can't get over that people may really be what we first thought them and in preparing for this episode, I had a look in my mouldering copy of Seven Centuries of Poetry in English, edited by John Leonard. Um, yeah, this one came from a secondhand bookshop that I think had seen some water damage, but it's got uh, some Auden standards in here. It's got In Memory of W.B. Yeats, it's got Musée de Bois, it's got uh, As I Walked Out One Evening. And it's got this one called Since, which was written in 1965. Um, yeah, written in 1965. And uh, it basically does what I've been trying to do in this Berlin Journal poem. So I read this and I thought, you know what? I think it's okay to give up because I think Auden already wrote this poem. <laughs> so I'm going to stop trying. So yeah, it's quite long. So I'm going to end on this. This is called Since, written in January 1965. On a mid-December day, frying sausages for myself, I abruptly felt, under fingers thirty years younger, the rim of a steering wheel. On my cheek, the parching wind of an August noon. As your passenger beside me, you as then you were. Slap across a veg-growing alluvial plain, we raced in clouds of white dust, and geese fled screaming as we missed them by inches, making a beeline for the mountains gradually enlarging eastward. Joyfully certain, nightfall would occasion joy. It did. In a flagged kitchen, we were served broiled trout and a rank cheese. For a while, we talked by the fire. Then, carrying candles, climbed steep stairs. Love was made, then and there. So halcyoned, soon we fell asleep to the sound of a river, swabbling through a gorge. Since then, other enchantments have blazed and faded. Enemies change their address, 
and war made ugly an uncountable number of unknown neighbours, precious as us to themselves. But round your image there is no fog, and the earth can still astonish. Of what then should I complain, pottering about a neat suburban kitchen? Solitude? Rubbish. It's social enough with real faces and landscapes, for whose friendly countenance I at least can learn to live with obesity and a little fame. You've probably used the word love in your poems more than any contemporary yeah. poet. Do you think it's possible to write a happy love poem? The best ones are so extremely gloomy. Uh, well, I think you can write uh, happy ones if you, uh, about that which is not too serious, you know. There, I think there are plenty of them, you know, sort of uh, gather your rosebuds while you may fall alive, that kind of thing you can do. But love is always a difficult subject because it's a subject in which uh, probably we deceive ourselves more than any other field. But you've got a terrific regard for truth in writing. It's yeah. almost the centre of, yeah. of your writing. Uh, that's why one is a little suspicious of love poetry, because uh, everybody knows that it's harder to be honest uh, in that field than any other.